not this ready. Is Black, Table, Read, uh, yeah. Let's go. Black Table Read, we the team to get you focused. We the hottest, we the baddest, we the boldest. Turn up the volume, it's your people, yeah, you know this. Young black artists in the fold, yeah, we own it. Yeah. What's going on, party people? This is Black Table Read, and you are joining us for another wonderful episode on this fabulous Tuesday. Uh, I am Mr. Jay's Clyde, Mr. King Petty himself. Yeah, what's going on, y'all? This is Lydia Iku, the Queen of Shade, even though the shade sometimes doesn't happen when we need it to, and then it comes right back. <laughs> hey, don't sleep on Lydia, though. <laughs> don't sleep on Lydia. I'm, I'm up front with my pettiness. Lydia... Lydia was sneaky, and then you just this out is, there looking. You just out there looking dumb. <laughs> so don't don't sleep on my sis. Listen, I just I just there's just certain things that people say and do, and sometimes they don't think about it before they do it or say it. And usually I'm the person to be like, "Why did you do that? Why did you?" But say Lydia that? also got that face though. Like I I caught yeah. Lydia a couple times <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> giving somebody a look, and I'm just like. Oh, you shaded, you shaded them real. You didn't even say a word, and Listen, you shaded these people. I so. am not a person. I, I, I have known this. I have realized this. I know that I'm not one of those people Same. that just does. If I'm don't, mad, I'm don't mad. Don't look my way in church. If your choir ain't ain't. Listen, popping. like if you, I, I, I applaud the folks that are able. To feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad inside, but they are able to smile through it. Mm-hmm. I applaud y'all. I really do. There have been a couple of times I've had to do that, but it was yeah. also difficult. But most of the time, if there's something going on, you're gonna you're gonna know you gonna because know you're gonna see it. But I don't do that so that folks can be like, "What's wrong?" It's literally just like I'm feeling how I'm feeling, and this is that you'll you'll see it, you know. Yeah, but, but we got a we got some R and R, so we're we're somewhat we recharged. Uh, uh, so it's back to the grind for us, <sighs> and it's back to you guys listening to Black Table Read. So we got a bomb episode, like all of our other bomb episodes. All right, so without further ado, we're going to jump right into the black top. So I saw this debate on Twitter a couple days ago, and I thought it was actually pretty interesting. So y'all, Black Twitter is a thing, and I love it. I love it so much. It surely is. Uh, But there was a debate about who has the better range between Will Smith and Jamie Foxx. Right? Why? Right? That's a hard comparison because they, they, I mean, both, both, you know, Jamie has an Oscar. Will has been nominated. Right. Uh, And I mean, just just their catalog, it's it's kind of hard. Like Will is Ali versus like Jamie Ray. and Ray. It's like ah, yikes. and you know they both started in comedy. They're both even though okay, Will both Smith musicians was the, right was the Fresh Prince. And then you had yeah. Jamie who did who he did his music thing during his his stand up specials. Yeah, but then when he got uh, living color of course he just you know jumped more into the comedy side he really he yeah. really didn't jump back into doing his singing act 
again uh-huh. until he got the Jamie Foxx show. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was also his way of saying, like, hey, guess what? Yeah, I can still I can do, do all this. of it. I can yeah. do all of it. Because there's one of his specials that I remember one of my old friends used to play all the time mm-hmm. of him, like, playing this this little tune that he literally just made up on the spot. And it was just him playing piano during one of his stand-up specials. Yeah, and it was golden. Like literally, every time we got together and, and was in his car driving, he'd just be like, "Yo, you trying to hear Jamie?" I was like, "Let's do it," and Let's we would just play it. that whole thing. But then you got Will Smith. That's the Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince, and that's I've I've Prince. heard the whole debate with which show would you choose between Fresh Prince and Martin, of like which one is like your muse, and it's just like that's that's uh, that's nah. a hard one. That's a, that's a hard one. But I this mean, one here. Well, speaking of like show. Like, it's funny because I try. So I tried to watch the new Jamie show, uh, "Dad, You're Embarrassing Me" or something like that. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I may have to go back and try to watch it, but that that first episode was a little hard. It was a little. It was trying a lot. It was yeah. trying too hard. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have to give it. I'm gonna have to give it a minute before. Give it a second look, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to give it a second look, but. I think phenom- two phenomenal actors, I mean, definitely a master class in morphing into a public figure between them doing Ray and Ali, but then also just the versatility. I mean, you got Will with Hitch going from that to um, I Am Legend to I uh, Robot. Seven Pounds. I wrote, like, I mean, and the same thing with Jamie. I mean, Jamie doing... Um, what is Jamie that uh, Django and doing uh what was the one where he played the, the homeless he played the homeless man and he got a chance to play with the symphony oh the soloist the soloist yeah. that with was Robert real. Downey Jr. yeah, yeah I mean like, that was just, you, yeah they I mean they equally have things I mean I'm I if I had to choose a side I I would have to go I'd have to go team will I'd have to go team will me too yeah, sorry. I love man. Jamie Foxx. I do. Love you, man. I love Jamie Foxx. I gotta Fox, go with the first prince on this. But one. I have to go with Smith. Only because I feel like the range that he has shown, mm-hmm. it it's you can just tell his you you can just see his evolution. Oh, yeah. I mean, from being that kid, basically, this rapper, mm-hmm. and jumping into this sitcom. And I don't know if you all have caught the HBO Max special with the the Fresh Prince reunion, but oh, if yeah. you have not, check that out. It yeah. literally it it takes you back through literally like all those memories, all of their favorite memories. Of course, it you know gives love to Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Even um, Janet Dubois comes and graces. Like it's 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 so good. It's so fulfilled. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. when you when you see his growth from there. To Independence mm-hmm. Day, to Men in Black, to the wild, jump into the Wild West. Wild, 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 like y'all. There's so many things that Will Smith has done that I feel like by the time he he there there, there have been some of his performances that could be like oh, Will, but not yeah. a lot to where it's just like how does he not have enough? Like like Ali, Ali was Oscar worthy. He to definitely should have got a, a Oscar off a of concussion. I feel oh, like see. See, that's why we have a podcast. That's why you and I, huh? (laughs) You and I have a podcast because we think 
like I agree with you 100%. And there were so many people that were caught up by his accent. And I'm just like, listen, there have there, some some people just don't have it. Okay. Some people yeah. just don't have the knack for accents. Yes. But for what he was doing, yeah. In that capacity, it was it was damn close. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was damn close. But beside all that, just just the the amount of seriousness and the amount of like just like just like they've been saying on like Insta on Instagram about like, oh, he knew his he knew his assignment. That oh, yeah. he, that he was one assignment. of those where it's like, oh, he knew his assignment. Oh, and yeah. there's plenty of actors that's like that. But just for the sake of this, again, Tim I enjoy me some Jamie. But Will Tim Will Smith Will. is 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 definitely yeah. He got he got my check, my ex, my my circle. Hey. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> he all got right, all the just, things. What you got over there? What you got? So our girl Issa Rae, come on, Issa. aka Issa D. Um, she went on record about you know just just having some frustrations with our wonderful friends about doing their research when it comes to you know the issues about race and if you are in the workplace in school in the industry of the entertainment or whatever industry there's more more than likely going to be a time as a beautiful person where you're going to have an encounter with a wonderful friend mm-hmm. and they're going to ask you, well, what, what should I do? Basically looking to you for the answers of why they should be aware of their ignorance when it comes to their, their, their skin color and our skin color and the culture and all these things. It's so many, it's so many, moments of microaggressions that I feel like wonderful folks don't realize still that we as people of color, not even just black folks, but we as people of color continue to go through day by day by day by day. And if one more person just says, well, it's 2021, why do we still have to deal with this? It's because people have the (laughs) mindset that they don't want to change it. And they just feel like, well, maybe maybe if we try this and it doesn't work and they're just like, well, what, what, what about it's, it's literally. So those same folks that are like, well, how those are the same folks that expect for the answers to be given to them instead of looking into it themselves. So she actually had a, um, she actually had a conversation. I believe this is from a video that she did with, Oh, was it Vogue? Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually a conversation that that she had with. I'm sorry, Billboard. It was a conversation that she had on YouTube with SZA, and it's this thing that they would do where you know a celebrity would quiz another celebrity on a certain thing, and in this case, she was quizzing SZA about Insecure because SZA uh-huh. claimed to be you know a big fan and blah blah blah. So on one part of it, I think there was a question about Issa Rae's character, Issa D. And her job with We Got Y'all, the the job that she uses uh, in the you. show. Good times. Good times. And let's just take a moment of silence real quick because I am sad that this is the last season of Insecure. When's the new season premiering again? This summer? May? Is it is it the end of this month or June? I want to say June, maybe? It might be June. We'll have to check back with y'all and give it to you. But yeah, it's the end. But 
moving forward. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it just talked about, yeah, those awkward moments that Issa's character, Issa D, tackled those moments with, you know, her her white colleagues during the work in the workplace and how one of the characters came to her and basically was like, how do we handle certain things like this when it comes to race? And she expressed it. Lisa Ray herself was just saying for her, for her, she's exhausted seriously, because, and just like a lot of us, we also too are exhausted because it shouldn't have to be us giving you the answers. Just like you, just like we have to handle being in a history class where our history isn't being told. The exhaustion is why do we have to, continuously explain your black what, friends are not the encyclopedia of we are all not black things there for you to basically you know be that that book for you when there are books available for you at the local barnes and noble not at even, your local books a million at barnes and um, noble. at your public library <laughs> uh, what have you um Look, Amazon still sell books. Listen, you you Look, can get it. You can get it in two days. Just two saying. days. Use your Prime. Amazon Use Prime. Everything else. Shout out to sponsorship. But, but that's the thing, that. though. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, Amazon. Come on. But Amazon. that's the thing, though. Like it's it's it, it's one of those things. Like I stopped answering text messages a year ago after George Floyd got killed hmm. because I was so I was so bombarded. With the, we see you, we support you, we, you know, we understand. I'm like, y'all do realize, like, I've been black my whole life, and this is just another reality that y'all are just now seeing. Like, I feel like white people are finally understanding that this has been going on for very long. They're just seeing it more in their face because of social media. Like, once the video hits the airways, like, it takes on a mind of its own, and they can't ignore it. That That's where it comes down to. They don't have yeah. an opportunity to be like, well, I didn't know. No, you know now. You you saw that video just like I saw the video. And so... Everybody well, has I, smartphones. I, yeah, there's but no I think excuse. also there's, <laughs> there's a level of ignorancy in terms of they don't know how to interact with us either. In certain yeah, spaces. that part. And because it it's so it happened to me last week, actually. I was getting ready for my show. So one of the shows I'm in right now, I'm the only black cast member in the entire show. Yeah. And then our stage manager is a black dude. Uh but other than that, just me and him. And so I have I've had quite a year. Like I've worked on one, two He's booked. Three. I've worked on three shows now since book, February, book. and I already have two other shows that I've already booked, uh, and possibly another one uh, coming down the pipe. But His second and third quarter, His hey, first and second on. quarter of the year. He's booked. look, look, come on, let's. let's We're gonna have to change the name of the podcast to <laughs> "Booked Black Table Read." Look, book Black Table Read, featuring Jerry's client and. <laughs> no, no, you you coming with me now? We we, we growing <laughs> together now. I'm not leaving. It's gonna be on all my bios. Black <laughs> but on. so so we were talking and I told them, yeah, I I just got X, Y, and Z, and they were like, oh, that's so great, and they were like, how are you getting these things? And so one wonderful person said, well, Cheers is a male. I was like, yeah, I guess I could I can see that. Yeah, 
And somebody was like, well, Jarius is talented. I was like, yes, you are right. No cap. I'm not, <laughs> I, am, okay. I am talented. That's not being cocky. That's confident. I know no. my stuff. Uh-huh. But then the kicker was, well, Jarius also is black. So, and I was just like. This was said out loud? Yes. Wow. Yes, it was said out loud. And I had to walk out because I was so awkward. Because <laughs> I wanted to be like, what the? What you just What? <laughs> kind of yeah. shit. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm trying so... not to because the lady just let it Listen, go. Listen, <laughs> and I usually don't. Excuse my, excuse my English. That's not even French. Yeah, what? that was said out loud. That was said out loud. And it was like, I know the person didn't mean it malicely, but like, or maliciously. What other way could you mean that, though? But I was just like, I'm what, sorry. What? That is some balls, okay? Like big but really though, but really though, it was and so much so like it that coupled with some other stuff like later on that week, full transparency, I am a black man that I have become more. I've I'm allowing myself grace enough to cry, yeah, when I need it, and I had a day where I like I didn't have anything to do necessarily, mm-hmm. and I'm watching all my shows and I'm catching up and. I'm watching this episode of Station 19 that I missed last week, and they were talking about the fallout of what happened with George Floyd, and everybody's getting counseling, and I'm like boohoo crying at this episode. Like, yeah. I had been holding it back while I was watching, but then it just got to a point where I was just like, all that fear that I hold and everything, and then that incident, having that come out, it was just so much. And I'm like, how do I educate people on on things like that? Like, hey, that's not okay to say. Um, because if I said, hey, you only got this because you're an older white woman, I'd be, I'd be kind of in the wrong for saying some wild left thing like that. But it's right. It's been made up to us to make these spaces more knowledgeable. I'm like, that's not my job. I literally ran across a. I literally ran across a educational thread on Instagram today mm-hmm. off of a friend's story about color buying uh, casting versus color conscious casting. And it was so fascinating to learn like how it, how it differs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you could do something so similar to that. Like there's so many resources on social media. It takes a hop, skip and a jump. Like we don't have to be the well of, the well of reason. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's that's just kind of where things are. But I agree with Issa. I don't I'm I, I'm exhausted. I don't feel like we're all sending, tired. I don't feel like sending Google Docs of all the books you can read to be a better ally. Just listen to the podcast. We talk about it enough. What you said. But again, <laughs> you we all have smartphones. There's literally no excuse. But it's also I, see a part of a part of me this is this is the last bit so we can move on mm-hmm. a part of me understands why there are certain people that would ask you know a a, a beautiful friend of theirs like what to do because it's like i i guess you know if they were to go to another wonderful friend to say hey like how do we handle black issues they like how, what answer would you get versus them coming to us and saying or asking you know why or why is this or how is that or whatever but it's like 
certain things are just not for us to explain. And what I think, or what I, you know, took from Issa Rae's um, answer about it is that, I mean, she's in a space where, you know, she has a show on HBO. One of the few, like, women-led, black-led writer's room, you know, just just all around badass about it. So, of course, she's already in that space where there's a lot of white influence. Yeah. So when she's on this platform that she's on and she has this much influence that she does, of course, it puts her in these spaces with a lot more wonderful folk that feel the need to ask, how do you yeah. handle these things? Or what about this? And what about that? And she's just like, I'm not that per Like, where are you getting? Like, what? where's the audacity that you're, that you're, that you're holding to where you think that it's, it's, that I'm that person to ask? Like, yeah. why can't you figure this out on your on your own? Yeah, it's literally yeah. like helping a six year old with his homework, and they had the answers in front of them. Two plus two was what? Add another two. What do you get? You know, and you you write it out, you figure it out, and you go from there. But if you gotta if you gotta go back over your work, then come to me and just be like, is this it? Yeah, that's it. But don't yeah. come to me three, four, five times about, well, what about that? You just asked me that. You know? <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's okay. I'm t- listen, I'm tired just going back and through it. <laughs> something happier. Let's bring up something lighter. Well, like, I don't know if this is lighter. <laughs> it may not be, but let's it, get off this. Well, I'm ready to jump off this ball because look, ugh. look, look. So so I, I have not watched a reality TV show in God knows how long. Same here. It's it, I much prefer scripted shows. I'm sorry to all my reality stars out there, but I ain't sorry for none. I y'all just y'all just <laughs> be doing the most for me. But because they the believe things, it, like y'all. Yeah, it's, it's just not too real. much. It's too much. But one thing that I saw recently on uh, the Shade Room was that uh, oh star of the Real Housewives of Potomac, Miss Ashley Darby. Mm-hmm was talking about, you know, her journey of motherhood and everything. And one thing that she was talking about uh, was spanking. And let's be honest, if you raised in any type of black home, there's a possibility that you got got whooped. Now, how you got whooped may depend on the type of parent you have. You could be whooped with a switch, a hand, an extension cord, a uh, Nike flip flop, trauma. Uh, you know all these things, and and sometimes you might have to go pick out your own weapon. Uh, I never forget my mama put me in a figure four lock like Ric Flair. Had to whip me. Woo! <laughs> naked. Oh my gosh! Look. Put that See Hulk that's how Hogan much leg. that's how traumatic it is, y'all. We laugh at pain. Look, look. You can put laugh that Hulk, at the pain. Hogan, uh, Leg drop on me and lock me in and wore my butt out. Listen, like, but uh, you know, but and 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 this is something I was talking to my my cousin about recently. Was I'm honestly as a possible not not now. God, let me let me let me say that now. I am not nor do I have a child on the way at any point right now. (laughs) But I'm I'm getting in that mindset because I'll be getting older. Yes. In 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 a year. 
and so. Boy, you're just going to be 30. You be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yes, it's not that bad. I promise you. I'm excited. I'm actually excited. Please um, get excited because, you know. I'm it's, excited. It's I'm just excited. a number. But I've, I've honestly been thinking about certain things that I want to do and correct as a, a parent. Of and course. one thing I don't I don't think looking back I don't think that spanking was always the solution. And sometimes it's not. A I lot of times it it's 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 <sighs> As as a teacher, I've even noticed the impact that a look, a stern talking to can do. Yeah. Like it it has there's there's power in it and for one thing that I think there's power in the voice there is there really is but one thing like I think I've discovered also is that my rebellion or my like assertiveness in life was stipend because of whooping mm. so I had a real thing with authority like I challenged authority I was a stand up stand my ground type of like kid mm-hmm. and as I got older. I always had to think about the consequences. Well, as a black man, I'm going to go to jail because that was always driven into you. You do X, Y, and Z, you're going to go to jail. You're going to have these problems. And and so eventually, like, it became like I can't speak my mind too far. And so it was just stuff like that. And But but one thing that she was saying, what um, she's like, for those of you who are continuing to stand by and believing and perpetuating the idea that showing physical pain is showing love, which is just a counterintuitive and backward, if you think about it, I encourage you to do some research. Look into the intensive research that has been done about children's development and the negative ramifications later in life. And that's kind of where I'm like, what would have happened if little Jarius has two, I'm just playing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, If little Johnny has two apples. No, like what, what would have happened had I like not, gotten as many weapons and got different uh consequences as far as like how to deal with authority and collaborate speak my mind but in the way I do you know just like certain things like that but I'm I'm really reevaluating if I want to spank my kids or not hmm it's 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 definitely a tender issue because like you said Certain, certain situations don't necessarily need, you know, that to be the end result. And I too have stepped in the area of teaching. And like you said, there are some times when, when you got that parent that's coming and they are just over it (laughs) and they let that child know just by the power of voice. Oh, they, they, Mm -hmm. they clear it up. They, they get straight real quick. Real quick. But sometimes, you know, in the essence of spanking, it's like it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like tearing somebody's butt up. But it can be, you know, just the hand slap. I know my mama, she liked to pinch. Um the uh the um you know, slapping on the leg. Like it can be a whole a whole thing, but yeah. A lot of times you got certain parents who just that that's just what they what they deem to believe. That is is what what's needed for their kid. And that listen, I'm not a parent, but I too have thought about what I would do to yeah. discipline my kids. 
And I would want to think that I'm not going to be that. I, I definitely know that, you know, if, if it's something that I have taught my children and they know that it's wrong yeah, and I have said it before to say, you do this, but you do not do that. And they do the thing that I said not to do. Oh yeah. You, 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 you're going to know that I told you no, it's not about like Ooh, I said, I, I needed a moment. I had a flashback. See, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's just like sometimes it's not about. <laughs> sometimes it's not about you know you know whooping them to hurt. But at the same time, it's just like so, yeah. you know kids. Kids are kids, and sometimes yeah. they hard headed, and it's frustrating for yeah. any parent for for any member. I mean, I I'm around my God's kids, and even even my boyfriend's nephew. And there's moments where I just look like, and I'm just like, now you know. Even, even when, okay, quick story. So went to, went to lunch a couple of weeks ago and there was this family that was sitting next to, next to us. They're waiting for their food. And this little girl had to have been maybe two years old. I'll give her three years old, maybe. Now, no high chair for her. They put her in the regular chair in the big, big people chair. And the whole time, She's standing in this chair. Now she's sitting on the, on the top end of it. And the more that she kept rocking back and forth, I looked at this little girl and I'm literally just like, she's going to fall. Like, I know she's going to fall. And the whole time, mom and dad, they're sitting there. They're not, you know, they're, they're not telling her to sit down. They're literally just letting her eat, eat her little potato chips and rock back and forth. So I'm sitting with my boyfriend and I told him, I said, would it be too much if I go over here and get this high chair for her? Because she's going to fall. Like, there, there's no question about it. He's like, no, no, no. Just listen. She's not yours. <laughs> like, she's not yours. That's their child. Like, if they if they want to look at and, and, and let her do that, then that's that's their prerogative. I was like, you know what? You're right. And as I go in for a swift bite of my panini, what happens? That little girl fell backwards, hit her head on the other chair from the, from the table adjacent from her, and is crying because now she has a knot on the back of her head. Oh, and meanwhile, mom is pregnant at this time, so she didn't get up right away. And dad's just sitting there eating his potato salad talking about, well, that's why we don't stand in chairs. That's such a dad That's thing. literally how I looked that's at him like, y'all, I looked at him like, boy, you need your butt whooped. Doing something like that. I was like, the whole time she's standing in this chair, you said nothing to her about, sit down, baby. Don't stand in the chair. But as soon as she fell, well, that's why we don't stand in chairs. And he kept looking at her and scolding her and saying, are you okay? I told, that's why we don't do that. Yeah. I I just, I I think the best example that I I saw uh, last year of, and it was so great that it was a black dad. It was so great to see that. But a child was playing in the street at the grocery store at Aldi at the time I was working. And he, a, a car was coming. He got spooked and he fell down trying to get across the street because his dad was like, hold my hand, hold my hand. And he wasn't holding it. And then that car just was coming out of nowhere. And he got scared. And the dad, instead of being like, didn't I tell you? But he was like, what what happened? What did I tell you? Okay, you're safe. Like it was just like, wow, that's that that was dope to watch. I, and I had to tell him I was like, man, I appreciated watching that. Like that's 
That's good. So I, I would just say, depending on your philosophy, maybe rethink about some of these things. I, 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 I think we normalize a lot of trauma unnecessarily. I really think we do, especially in the black community. And sometimes it doesn't call for all that. I think right. I think we need to we need some new tools. We we need some new tools. So All right, family. <laughs> well, that was the blacktop. Uh so we got spanking kids, not giving white people all the power <laughs> and Will Smith is the king. So there we go. <laughs> y'all stay tuned. Look, y'all stay tuned for the table read coming right up. We'll be back. We got to pay some bills. What's going on, beautiful people? We're back at it with Black Table Read. And we have come to our segment, The Table Read. And today's episode is Verified. So Jarius and I came up with this one because, you know, as artists, we we come to that moment where we have our careers, right? And we do all that we can and we push forward in this career of ours. And it's like, when you get booked, it's such a great mm-hmm. feeling. Even, you know, getting that first email or that first notification about an audition, you know, it basically yeah. is like you get recognized, right? And you go through said audition, you do your thing, you leave it in the room or you, you know, you leave it on the tape, whatever it is, and you book it, right? And once you have booked that thing, boom, it's on your resume. You did it. It's done. Yeah. But a lot of times there are moments where even though you have booked these things, even though you have made your mark to some extent, you have made your connections with said castmates or, you know, with, you know, certain cast and director, you know, a director, it's like you, you sometimes feel a sense of like, it's not enough. Yeah. And as some as some artists can feel it's like lightweight ungrateful even though we're not looking to be ungrateful we are yeah. because as artists you know as actors singers whatever any job is great <laughs> but yeah. we we look for that something else because if you get into this you have that aspiration you have your peak right and if you yeah. followed on our first episode road to the top we cover what, you know, that level of success is for you. Like for some people, it's not the same. For some people, they want to get to Broadway. They want to get to Hollywood. Yeah. Or for some people, they just want to be in the city that they're in and be the top person in that city, whatever it is. Yeah. And a lot of times when people are greeted or they're they're talked to by a family member, like it's, it's always a joke with a lot of black artists where we'll go home. Like this has actually happened to me where you'll go home and be like, Oh, you in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You work with Tyler Perry yet? Look, it's it's look, at this point. Look, I'm, uh, listen, look. I'm gonna tell my mom because she she does like printing and everything for shirts. I'm oh gonna tell her God. to put a shirt together for me and no. have on the front and say, "No, I have not worked for Tyler Perry." And on the back, put, "He is not the only person in Atlanta to work for. There are other opportunities. Right. Thank you, management." Like, no shade to My- Tyler Perry, no shade for anybody no that's worked with Tyler Perry. But y'all, no there, there if, are again, so many more people. Listen to me. There are, as we have said plenty of times on this show, 
every, most everything that you see on television, whether it's a movie or a sitcom or tele, whatever it is, and you get to the end of the movie or the end of the end of the show, made in Georgia, and you see the big old peach, it was yeah. made here. And wow, Tyler Perry didn't make it. Yeah. I mean, so, Tasha Smith is in Atlanta right now. Yes, uh, she is. Directing Black uh, Mafia Family. Black, which yes, is, she is. Uh, executive produced by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Yeah. So I mean, there's opportunity, so you know? People. But so many people. All the things. But it's it's basically this, where, again, we have, you have the resume, it's building, it's great, but it's like, when you're working towards something, it's like you, you, the expectation is, is so big. Right. And it's like for, for, I know for me, even though I've been here for quite a while, for the longest time, I felt like in some retrospect, I had something to prove. At first it was like towards certain people that I wanted mm-hmm. to work with or work or work for again, that I was yeah. just like, oh, you, oh, you thought it was just this that I can do? No, 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 I gotta show you this because this is what I, this is also what I can do. And after a while, it just was like, I should just not worry about y'all because y'all not the only person to work for in the city. Matter of fact, I'm not even trying to be a local actor anyway. I'm not even from Atlanta. I am. Let me let me push up and it, and you just push up your 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 ceiling right you push yeah. up your ceiling of where the because it's it's lonely at the top that's what that's what they said it's lonely at the top but it's possible to get there yeah. but when you got other people that approach you family members folks that are outside the industry or maybe in the industry or you know just starting out and they see you and they're like yo you've done this and this and this and this and they name yeah. it off as if it's like you won 16 oscars for those things yeah. and you ain't won not narrow award i ain't got a but narrow award like no no mantle with anything but that's yeah. how people make you feel and it's like again you should just feel grateful for the sake of having those those accolades and having those jobs and yeah. those opportunities come your way but sometimes it just doesn't it, it don't be hit it just don't hit it, and it's it, it like hit. that and i think this is us as art like just being overthinkers and being in just in our heads i think period. i think if you're <laughs> ambitious enough you 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 stay at a level of hunger like you just absolutely there's the there's lion not, complex for sure yeah like you really don't rest like i know me and lydia like this is black table read is one of many things that we have our hands in uh, and some people think like I was talking to a friend earlier, and they were like, you know, you can't hustle forever. And I was like, Who said that? I mean, uh, huh? <laughs> I was like, But you can though. It's <laughs> how you hustle. It's the effectiveness of your hustle. Because if you're just doing gig here, gig here, gig here, you you're not gonna make strides. You have to be multifaceted, multifunctional, and Hashtag know. Renaissance woman. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> You got it. You got it. That's like, it is kind of how it is. You have to be a Renaissance woman, Renaissance man. Also, yeah. go check out Lydia's stuff, Renaissance woman. Uh, on YouTube. On YouTube. But yeah, but, and, and this is crazy because I had this experience a lot when I go to my barbershop. So I've been going to my barbershop uh, since I was in middle school, maybe yeah. high school. 
And my barber, I think I've had since high school because my old one moved. And, of course, you got to get a new one because, you know, got to keep that head, that hairline right, crispy. <laughs> and so I got, you know, I got this new barber. And me and Rashad became real cool just over the past couple of years. Like, he's seen me grow up, essentially become a whole grown-ass man. Like, <laughs> And we were talking, and this was right after what me and Want got released. And I have a little small cameo in mm-hmm. it and i'm not even it's not even my voice at all but he was like yo i saw you in you like you would have thought i was like the hood's hero in that moment like it was just like <laughs> this hero. big moment and then i even had some random dude come up to me in the gym once was like hey was that was that you in one minute i was like yeah Wow. I'm just trying to do this rep, dude. I'm just trying to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get these gains. You look, I'm just trying to get these gains on me. But that's that's how it is. Like coming from places like, you know, where I grew up, it's to see somebody not rapping or not dribbling a ball, but doing like something in this art form is rare. And to see them in those spaces is even more rare because it's like, they don't know that it's possible to yeah. to do. And even when I told him I had written a script, because uh, the Alliance had this submission for some new digital works to, some new works to put on their digital series mm-hmm. uh, this season, I had wrote a script and, and me and my partner, we edited it, wrote it together, and I went ahead and submitted it. And each, each, scene has something to do with black culture we are we're in the church we are you know we do talk about slavery briefly we don't stay there and then we go to the barbershop there's a barbecue you know just all but one place that i always felt like black culture was like at its peak is always at the barbershop and the beauty salon oh yeah those are just the places and one of the characters most of the characters are based off of my my barbershop experience so I talk about Barbara Fred. I talk about Rashad, and you know, the the one uh, what, what did I name her? I think it was like Tanya or something like that. Mm-hmm. The one of the lady barber. But when I told Rashad that I wrote about them, like he got so emotional, he almost messed up my hairline. Oh, oh god! <laughs> right? <laughs> I said I should have told you after after right. the cut. I should have said it after. <laughs> but it was like you you don't realize the impact. But because we're not at that, we're not at the industry standards. We're not at that peak. We haven't mm. gotten that guest star or that reoccurring status mm. or even that pilot. You know, yeah. we haven't been on a Broadway stage yet or a Broadway tour. Like, right. we haven't hit the pinnacles or the things that we are expected to yet. But our success is actually pretty valid, even in this current space. Right. And there's nothing more. There's nothing more like a, I need to check myself than when a kid asks you, hey, Mr. J, are you famous? Are you famous? I love it. I and I'm like, uh, 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 um, I used to love when my students would ask me. It depends on <laughs> your definition of fame. Right. And, and for me, I actually don't want to be famous. I don't do any of this for fame. <laughs> uh, because what is I, fame? I definitely don't want a camera in my face. I definitely don't want a camera in my face twenty four seven. Like mm-mm. I like my privacy. Like I told my parents when I got my apartment, I said I live a private life. 
please call before you come. <laughs> right. Look, call before you come. Let me know. Like, Saturday, my mom called me. We're in your neck of the woods. I was like, well, I'm not home. <laughs> Glad y'all over there, but I'm not home. My, my stepdad talking about, you can't just roll up. Over. It's like, that's why I called. It's like, good for you. You learning. But I mean, but it's 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 one of those things like even when I when even when my students asked me that question, it was hard to it was hard to grasp how to answer. Because in my mind, like I said, we haven't hit those pinnacles. I'm not on somebody's TV screen every week. I'm not you know, I'm not recognized. But if you ask certain people, especially here in Atlanta, they know my work Mm -hmm. or they've heard about my work or my work ethic or my ability, you know. Mm-hmm. And it it was one artist, uh, I think I might have DM'd or about something, or just commented on his uh his his recent casting. You know, just congratulations. You know, this is really dope for the culture. Blah blah blah. And he messaged me and was like, "Hey, so I know we've never worked together, but I've heard so much about you, and I like congratulations on your success. I'm looking forward to one day working with you." And it was just like. <sighs> Dude, mm. you know who I am? <laughs> oh. You know who I am? Like, you're a legend in this city. Like, I'm just little old me. Mm. I've only been doing this for three years. Yeah. But that's the so. good part about it. It's like, like you said, your your aspirations can carry you as yeah. long as you are diligent about it. And, I mean, for me, you know, not being from Atlanta... I felt like I had even bigger steps to make just because there are folks that I have worked with that are from here that know, you know, some of the big heads that are from here. So it's like when you're seeing folks on like Greenleaf or uh, Saints and Sinners, like there's a whole bunch yeah. of like local folks that are on there and even like other shows like, you know, around around the world or, you know, within the yeah. industry where you see folks that are like from Atlanta or from Georgia and they're friends with like the same people that you've been in shows with. And I mean, I'm not like, you know, actor shy or whatever. What is it? Um, Basically like, I don't get, I don't get phased when I like meet like famous people or whatever, because it's like at the end of the day, we're all just people. Um, Put your pants on. The same way we squat and do the same thing. You may accidentally put one, (laughs) one one leg in the wrong hole. And you know, we all been there. (laughs) But, you know, it's just it's just been moments like that where, you know, you're you're in the room with folks that are like, yo, you're this person like you've done this. And it's like for me, I've always just looked at it as that opportunity to be like, one, thank you, Lord, two, breathe it in and inhale it and, you know, accept what has been given to you and rock it and do the job. And I remember when I was on the cruise ship and I worked with Melinda Doolittle. And I remember when she was on American Idol, um, you know, just, just watching her work and just listening to the gorgeous voices she had. Shout out to Melinda. Yeah. But just working with her was just like such a, she, she's literally just a, a, a breath of fresh air and such a sweet person. And it was one thing that she was telling um, myself and another castmate. She was like, for her, she has this thing when, you know, opportunities are, are coming her way. And she said, if 
an opportunity comes and I have three things that have to be on the list for it to, to be fulfilled. It has to be good for my wallet, good for my resume, and good for my heart. If it's not hitting at least two of those things, or at least all three, yeah, probably not going to do it. Yeah. If the one thing just so happens to be the wallet, it's just like, okay. But then it's like, then where does the value really come from? And that just comes from like, you know, folks just want to jump on any opportunity because it's just like, oh, it's work. But then no. it's like, if it hits the resume, then it's just like, okay, so what am I really going to gain from this? And then, you know, yeah. just having your heart in something, that's literally just what is my level of commitment going to be for this certain project? Yeah. And when she said it was just like, it has to be at least all three or at least two of them. Yeah. I was like, yo, that is good. No, Tanache said something kind of similar to that. Oh, um, Tanache built. Oh, she's so good. Oh, I can't wait to work with Tanache. So I just, good. I just want one show. Just let me work with you. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But no, yeah, she talked about the there's two bank accounts. There's your financial bank account and your your artist. And sometimes you're gonna mm. have to decide which one is which. Um and it it was just kind of like okay yeah you're right because sometimes it you might just need that little quick check from Tyler if Tyler knocking you know, but then again if there's something that's not as much money but can fulfill you artistically and put you in a whole nother headspace like right that you know I had that experience with the show I'm working on now like it's not paying me a lot. I know that, but one, God's still able. I can still pay all my bills. Thank mm. you, Lord. With mm-hmm. no survival jobs needed. Oh, make you want to shout. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but it, it allows me to expand uh, artistically because I can show a different side of me uh, acting-wise, singing-wise. I open myself up to a completely new audience and, you know, even though it's in Atlanta, like Atlanta's a pretty small place as far as the arts is concerned. So yeah. you never know. It's small, but it ain't big. It ain't big. Yeah. Uh, but but I think one thing that we 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 have to, we definitely have to talk about if we're gonna talk about this verified thing. Well, two things. Chasing the blue check mm. for one. And if you are a millennial, you know what that means. Uh and also imposter syndrome. So let's ch- tackle the first one. So the blue check for all my people who don't know what that is. The blue check means that you are verified. Hint, hint, wink, wink. That's the title of the show. <laughs> so it means that you have hit a pinnacle where you are famous enough to gain a blue check. Uh, that's like, hey, this person is, this is their actual page. They're famous. Follow it. You're going to get all the tea or whatever you want. And and that's what a lot of us chase after. Like, we're, we're, we want to get to that point where we have that blue check right next to our our handle, our Twitter handle, or our IG handle. Yeah. And if we don't hit that, especially, like, in this point in our lives, you know, it's like, well, dang, I've done all these things. That's why when people ask, are we famous, it it, it, it hits a, it hits such a point where it's just like, I don't have the blue check. I don't, I haven't hit X, Y, and Z. And so it just becomes, but then it dips into imposter syndrome because then, so this is the this is kind of the loosely definition of what imposter syndrome is. So it's basically loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. So I recently really had that like I said in in 
in the blacktop, I had that experience with that wonderful person who said the only reason that I have had my recent success is because I'm a male, I'm talented, and also, yeah, I'm black. Um, I felt like an imposter for quite a while in that in that string of the time she said it to probably this past week. I felt like an imposter because it's like, I've had all these things. I know I've gotten it, but have I gotten it because I'm actually black? Am I just talented? They trying to meet a quota. And I actually felt that when I went to school, when I went to undergrad, Mm -hmm. I felt like a token. Like I felt like the only reason I got my scholarship and everything was because I was the only black male uh, to pursuing vocal performance. Ooh, another episode topic. Yeah. Like I felt, I felt Mm. like an imposter the whole time and I couldn't understand why. Yeah. Uh, until I got a little older and I was like, Oh, it's cause you thought you were token. You thought that your abilities weren't your thing. It was cause you were black. Mm. So yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's so layered for us because we, where most people get to leave the office or leave certain said job at the end of the day, they can clock out. Like we don't really get a chance to clock out like our body, our minds, our voices. Like that's our entire work right there. Yeah. Like I can't even scream at a basketball game. Cause I'm like, well, I got to keep the cords nice and <laughs> listen. <laughs> nice I'm, and I'm, intact. I forget. I, I don't forget. I'm just that person. I'm just I'd be so, so conscious. I'm, I, I am that you, person. You think I wouldn't enjoy the game because I'd be sitting over there mute. <laughs> uh, over there, Dumbledore clapping with the two fingers like, good job. Look, eat my little popcorn and just be like, right. yeah. And then oh, going I do home it, like, and drinking some deep. tea. Yeah. Uh, go team. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, but yeah, I think, I think we have to examine like, our, our, we have to check our imposter syndrome, honestly. Yeah. Like we, we are dope individuals. And I'm I'm speaking to me, Lydia and, and, and myself right now because I know we have these moments where it's like, Man, I didn't get such and such or I did get such and such and I still don't feel satisfied. Like what yeah. is happening? Right. It's like that, that level it's almost like when you oh what I don't know the the game that is played I always call it the strongman game where you have to hit the the big gavel on the on the the pad and it shoots up to hit the bell it's like it should feel that way it should feel like I got a job ding but then you think about it and it's just like you get the whole process up under your belt you go to the rehearsals or you go to set or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's just like huh this is this is it huh this is this is what this is and Again, it sounds like, you know, we feel ungrateful, but at it, it's really not that. It's really just like you just know that there's more. And I and I know yeah. I've I've put that in my prayers like so many so many moments, so many times. And I I don't know if anybody else does that, but I have a prayer journal where I'll write down my prayers sometimes and I literally I put in there like, Lord, I know that there's more. I know that I'm capable of more. If anything, oh, I'm yeah. ready, Lord. So, it, you know, I know you're, I know you have a will for me. Yeah. So as long as I'm just like following along with what you got, I'm good. But again, yeah. that will, is it going to happen now? 
And it's like, look, that, that'd you, be the you, thing you don't right want to be ungrateful time. to the Lord for it's the, listen, time. patience is a virtue and your girl and is still learning. Got it. Some and of some of us ain't good at being patient. Okay. I don't even like waiting for food too long. Let listen. That alone look, is a blessing too long. I don't do fast food, but it's like. There's so if there's I those do, moments. It need to be fast. It needs to be fast. I got somewhere <laughs> to be. But no, like, and I'm and I ended up just looking up the the uh, definition for imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. and I mean it's it's literally just plain the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Oh, see, I almost dropped my whole mic, but I paid too much money for it. Uh, and it's like just just sitting that for this is like kind of sitting that like just like. And it's, it's it literally just wow. goes to say, and and I actually had this moment earlier. I've been on the road today, and sometimes like I'll I'll bless I'll blast my music and just get me through. And sometimes I ride in silence because you just need that. Yeah, but I stopped the time. music. I stopped the music, y'all, and I literally was like, hmm. Is it possible that I'm just better at one thing than the other, even though I do both of or all of these things? Is that a thing? Cause I get more, huh? And I'm actually like questioning all of this, and it was like, but wait, I do all of these things for a reason, yeah. and I get praise for all these things that I do. Yeah, I'm. I, I must be. I must be really good I at it because I, I, I'm something good. Yeah. I'm, I, okay. I, I mean, I've gotten jobs doing these things, even though I want to do more. Yeah. Hmm. Help Jesus. And it's like right. I again, you come into that that moment when folks address you and it's just like I know I've I've had I've had times like after shows where people come up to be like, Oh, I really enjoyed this scene or I really enjoyed that song, yeah. blah blah blah. Like what else have you done? I was looking in the box, like when people actually read the playbills, y'all. Like that's so oh, wow. that's, that's so nice because we be typing up ever. these bios for y'all to read. Like it's it's not just we get for y'all. pressure. The we get pre- okay. Is, th- there are deadlines to hit to be like make sure you have your bios is. in by the time we start our first rehearsal. Yeah. So thank you for reading the bios. But I know I've had times where folks will will come and just be like, I read in your bio that you did this show. How was that? And it's just like, oh, uh. Thank you for asking. Like, it was actually like a really cool, and people want to know like how the experience is. And it just feels good to just like dial back sometimes and be like, dang, I did do that. That was a good, dang, I really did. I was in that moment. I was in that room with those people making it happen. And I can actually DM that person because they are who they are and they Mm -hmm. know me. And that's just good. And it's like, you just want more of that. I actually, yeah. I actually feel very uncomfortable. I don't think people realize this. I feel real comfortable talking to people after shows. Oh, I do too. I love meeting I feel, people. I love meeting people, but I, I love it. I, I, I feel so awkward because I'm like, I don't. Please don't tell me how good this, you like this because this is gonna make me feel more awkward. <laughs> I don't know what like. I don't feel like because I'm so in it when I'm doing it. Yeah. And then to hear, like, I can tell if, especially if I can see your face, I can tell you like it. And then yeah, just to come me. up to me afterwards, it's like, that's Hi. yeah, okay, like, <laughs> and and so like right now, uh, with the show I'm in right now, like, my stage manager was talking about this. I'm like the first out 
Like, I go backstage, I change my clothes, and I'm like, bye, <laughs> see y'all tomorrow. Because uh, I just, like, I, I, I've I given so much in that moment. I'm gassed. I'm hungry. Like, I'm looking for the dough. And it's not, like, ungrateful or anything. It's just, like, it already feels like, especially in this space right now, being the only person of color, it feels so weird for me. Because I feel like, again, I feel like my ass is chucking and jiving uh, for wonderful mm. folks entertainment. And it's such a weird feeling to be encased in. Yeah. Uh, and then there was a couple nights where people were on their phones in front of us. People also weren't wearing masks, but that's a whole nother conversation about y'all and these masks. Uh, but it just was like, do I put a do I put a, a, a Patty Lapone and and tell you to get off your phone and then go right back in the show? Listen, cause Patty because Patty, if let I you do know. that, if I do that, then it's a different it's a different problem. But but I digress. But I I I don't know how we. I think I think I think the solution comes into play is we have to be assured self-assured actually not even be assured by somebody else because that doesn't help we have to be self-aware and self-assured of our abilities it just has to be solidified in us first because i don't think much like anything else i don't think we'll accept it from somebody else unless we accept it in ourselves i have to love my craft i have to love what i do like i didn't realize this until this week because i actually hated my voice growing up like I hated my singing voice I didn't sound like anybody on the radio or this that and the third and I really tried to change my voice like I tried to sound like x y and z I just didn't like it and it probably wasn't until recent years that I was like I got a dope unique voice that is all my own I have my own style I can sing anything if I if I wanted to and I've, I finally became comfortable with it. Um, but it, it took that moment of me being like, this is mine. I don't have to sound like anybody else or anything like that. And I think I'm getting more like that with my career, too, where it's like, I don't have to have the same landscape of somebody else. Like, I just don't. And it's okay. You know, one of my very good friends, and I talked about this re- uh, a couple episodes ago, one of my very good friends was on The Flash. I have always said I wanted to be on The Flash. He got it. I hoot and hollered. We talked. I geeked out. I told him about all these cool Flash stuff. I texted him when, you know, he was up in Vancouver shooting. And it just, I, I was supportive because that's not my journey. That's not Jarius's journey right now. Jarius' journey is. Rewind it back and tell us one more time what you did. Oh, I want y'all to oh, hear this. Oh, I, I congratulated my friend. I celebrated my friend. And then... Why? Because it's not my journey. <laughs> We're not the same people. Y'all, do y'all hear what he just We're said? We're not the same people. When you... When you... It's okay to celebrate your friends. It is... It is, it is okay, okay to celebrate... And not hate. And not have a sliver. hate will get you nowhere. Not a sliver of hate was in my voice. I was so happy for my friend. And then when I saw him, the episode, I'm texting him like, yo, 
It's so good. I can't wait to see your character development. Like, and then I go right on and keep doing what I was doing, which was probably writing some or doing something else. Because you must. And and, and, and it's not even to be in competition. It's because I know my journey looks different than his. Compe- it's, it's not, not a, competition. a competition. It really ain't. It's when, when you show support, honestly, it makes you feel it better. It really does. It makes you feel better because it's like. Before, I was a. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a hater, oh. but I was mad if somebody got something that I wanted and didn't get. I I, I was about ready to. Oh fight. yeah, that's 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 definitely a part yeah. of it because you, especially like when you see somebody or some something, even if you don't know them, it's just like you see it and it's just like this is a performance. This, you're I could have did it better, and you just start you break it down. But it is okay. I I'm becoming so more comfortable, like more and more comfortable with the fact that. And this just goes back. What is for you is always going to be for you. That's kind of what, what I look at it. I I have worked so hard to get my standard of where I want to be, and I just keep I just keep pushing the ceiling. Like Lady said, I just keep pushing the ceiling, but I also give myself grace. I think that's where we miss because in chasing the verification of the blue check and the fame and all these things. We forget that we also there's learning opportunities in in the stillness of things too. Mm. I think that's what we miss. We mm. miss when we're not doing something because we freak out. We I need to I need to keep my self work, and it's like yeah that 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 it, it is important. But check in mentally with yourself. See how you're doing. Like take some time. Take a solo vacation. I I. I thought I was going to have a Just whole solo one. vacation planned after uh, after this week uh, for next mm-hmm. week, but I may be in a whole other city, uh, Lord willing, and I'll just take the <laughs> solo vacation after that. <laughs> um, but just take that time to check in with yourself and give yourself enough grace. Say, hey, look, I know you haven't worked with Tyler yet, but who did the, let me name drop real quick. Who did the Alliance call to do a project for the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra on the like late Saturday night, and then you booked it the next day? Like, give yourself grace. You you out here. You you doing good. You doing good. You making an impact. You all right? You know. You look, all right? It's, it's them, all right. It's them. It's literally those type of internal conversations where you're literally telling yourself, "Look at what's happening around you." Look at the 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 things that are being pushed and pulled in your favor, and sometimes here's the trick of it all. This is how God works. Sometimes it's not even about you. You're the catalyst for somebody else. Come on now, somebody play that organ. Where's the organ? Where is the organ player? Sometimes it's not about you, homie. Sometimes your elevation is literally to take your hand like a relay. And pull somebody else forward. That's all it is. But verified. This is the moral of the story. Verified is is how I feel about it. Verified is an internal thing. We have to get over that hump of looking for the blue check. When it comes, it comes. If it don't come, you still good. That's the way I look at it. What what you, what you think, Liddy? No, I got you. That's that's. I was gonna hold it for for 
Our BTR moment. No, no. Look, yep. look. Liddy still got it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all, this. I guess this was a table read, but I mean, we we can go on this for hours. <laughs> we could talk about this for hours, and 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 maybe one oh, day absolutely. we'll we'll have a whole two hour segment special or something. I don't know, but y'all, I mean, <laughs> chase chase the dreams, whatever it is. Do not be stagnant, but don't let the the chasing of the verification like do do damage to you. You know. All right, y'all. This has been the table read. We're gonna be right back. Uh, with the BTR, the Breathe, Think, Release moment. So stay tuned. Hey, hey, we back at it. Black Table Read. Here we are with our BTR moment, breathe, think, release. So we talked about verify, verification, imposter syndrome, all the things that can negatively speak to an artist's mind when it comes to our careers and, you know, the push of just making things happen for yourself and accepting what is, what, you know, is for you. And I guess to just you know, think and then release is simply if you are a believer in either God, in the universe, in a rock for that matter, whatever it is that you believe in, that what is for you will be for you, then it is bound to happen. Okay. And also if you are persistent enough, if you have that grit, to push forward on anything that comes your way, then it's bound to happen. For me, I feel like there have been moments where I have definitely had a big old case of imposter syndrome because, like I said, I live in a place that I'm not from. This is not my hometown. And when I moved here, I had all the aspiration in the world. I had all the drive to be like, hey, I'm in this new city and I'm going to do my thing. And there were so many moments where there was like a big old wall that was just like, oh, who you think you are? And the wall literally was put there because I put it there. Nobody else came up to me and was just like, you're not worthy of this. You don't deserve this. You don't, no, you don't, you don't fit in here. You're not worthy. No. And a lot of times that's what people will do. And it's not even just for artists. This is just for folks who just have that drive to make it to a certain spot within their career and feel like they're not worthy of it. Or they have already fulfilled a certain moment that could probably put them in a different space, in a different room with with people that are of some importance. And it's like, you still feel like, am I supposed to be here? Because let me tell you something. Again, if you're just one person that, you know, sees a famous person or, if you, you know, find yourself working with a person that, you know, is of some name, at the end of the day, it's just a name. They're just a person. And that can be you one day. And then the person that's behind you can see you and be like, hey, that person did that. And I like the way they went about it. That's, I, I see them and I like that. And also it's not about being cookie cutter either, because that's a lot of times that, that people will do that, that they see 
you know, somebody's career, they see their path and feel like they have to copy and paste it. You are you. No one else is like you. And that is an important factor to take anywhere. Whether you're going out for that job and you you don't get it or you do get it. Literally, what is for you will be for you. And when you get it and you rock it and you book it, you appreciate it and just keep on moving forward. And whatever that bigger thing is that you want, it's possible to still happen. And even if you feel like you're not capable of doing multiple things, even though you see yourself as being multifaceted, then do all of those things still. Now, if it if it is too much to bear on you, then maybe, you know, take those steps back and maneuver and figure out like what you can give energy to. But that's just the thing too, giving energy to the things that are for you and rocking with it because anything is possible at the end of the day. So that is your BTR moment here on Black Table Read. It has been such a beautiful episode. I always enjoy our episodes. Every time I'm, I'm, we're always on and I'm like, I'm ready. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for this oh, yeah. one because it, it always feels good, but it felt good to come back. You know, last week I kind of missed the fact that we didn't have one, but hey, listen, we needed a break. when you, when you need, need a break, break you got to take right. it. Okay. No, I... but we coming at y'all with a whole bunch. It's, it, we we got some we got some more things in store for y'all for this season two. It's already been oh, yeah. loaded off and you know put off with a bang. So y'all stay tuned. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we getting out of here. Love y'all so much. Make sure to tune in on all streaming platforms, wherever you get your podcast. If you have any questions, any love comments to send us, hey, just give us a shout on IG, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Black Table Read. You can send us an email, blacktableread at gmail.com. And we just look forward to just hearing from you because, you know, we appreciate all the feedback that we get. Shout out to everybody that shares our episodes that gives us a listen that even if you haven't shared it you know physically by pressing that share button but you at least tell a friend or family member about it we surely do appreciate you all right y'all this is lydia iku queen of shades signing off and i'm jerry's client mr king petty himself we see you guys next time all right take care peace bye